Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Welcome along to another week of See Me After Class. This is week nine of term two and episode 18 of the podcast. And this week we're going to talk about what the kids think of reports. We're also going to give you an update on the latest uh, PPTA uh, collective offer. So I'm here with Isabel and I'm going to ask her, Isabel, do you read your report comments? I do. Do you read them with anybody? Um, I read them myself and my parents read them, then we talk about them together. Oh, cool. Okay. So do you find that your report comments are useful for you in terms of your learning? Do you learn anything from them? Yes, I think different teachers sometimes offer different levels of support through report comments and some are more helpful than others, but definitely they help me to work out where I'm kind of lacking and how I can improve. Awesome. Do you think that your parents find your report comments useful? Yeah, I think it gives them a good insight into how I'm doing in the classroom because what I talk about at home might not necessarily reflect how much I contribute to a class and things like that. Cool, awesome. Thanks, Isabel. Thank you. Hi, Lucas. So I'm just wondering if you read your report comments. Yeah, uh, usually with my parents. Yeah. Just to um, go over things. Usually quite helps with my learning because um, seeing things that I need to work on and the things that... Um, I've been doing well. Awesome. And do your parents find them useful, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, they definitely know where I'm at and think to push me more in some subjects or um, like maybe do more homework or things like that. Awesome. Thanks, Lucas. No worries. So, Kirsten, do you read your report comments? Yeah, with my mum. Nice, with mum. Does she find them useful, like to give her a little bit of insight, do you think, into what's happening at school? Um... Yes, in terms of like my behaviour in class. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Do you find your report comments useful um, for your learning in any way? Um, more like how focused I am on my learning rather than my um, actual learning, like my behaviour towards class. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Kirsten. So I'm sitting here with Torben. It's Year 10 English. And um, I'm going to ask Torben if he reads his reports in the middle of the year. Um, I usually read my reports. Cool. Torben, do you read them to for any specific reason? Like, do you learn anything about yourself from them? or? I don't really learn anything. I just do it because I'm more interested to see what my teachers think about me. Cool, cool. And um, does anybody else at home read them? My mum and dad do. Cool. Do you talk to them about it? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Torben. Thank you. So I'm sitting here with Liam, who's also in Year 10 English at the moment. And Liam has some thoughts about report comments. Um, I think the main problem with the reports and stuff is that they're just like really overly complicated and long. Like you get eight grades for one subject, and 
and it's like 17 pages long and I think a lot of people just don't read them because they can't be bothered because you don't really need 17 pages to do a report, you need like one page with five grades. Do you ever learn anything from your report comments, Liam, that you don't already know about yourself in, in, in each subject? Uh, I don't think so. Awesome. Does anybody at home read them? My mum does. Yeah? Do you think she finds them useful? Mm, no. Okay. Well, probably not. Okay, cool. Thanks, Liam. So, Renee, you had some great conversations with those students about reports and it brought up some really interesting ideas. It did and it was um, really lovely to hear uh, what they really think of of what we spend hours writing for them in the middle of the year. Um, But I think, Chris, just before we were speaking and you mentioned how obviously they read them, um, but also they talk to their parents about them. Yeah, that was the thing that I thought was probably the most interesting and Mm. gave me the most pause for thought, which was obviously one of my contentions about reports is that the information in them is actually available all the time these days. So having to go through this sort of process or performance of of collating them into these 17-page documents is is sort of archaic. But one of the things that the kids brought up, which hadn't really been a focus for me, is when that happens, they then read them together with their families and discuss them. And that, to me, does sound like a greatly valuable thing, a very important mm. thing, actually. Mm. Yes, I think it's important to notice um, that, I mean, particularly in the way that we work in the English department, um, all of our feedback and commentary for the kids is, is on their blogs, which is accessible to them and their parents at any time. But I don't actually think, even though it is there, many of them go and have a look and, and um, start that conversation just at any given moment, I think it does actually possibly take something to arrive, a document to arrive, to um, make them sit down and, and possibly start speaking about it. That's right. I think it's probably painful for me to have to acknowledge the fact <laughs> that the parents are just not that interested in the minutiae of their students' English learning. And um, I don't mean that in a sarcastic or cynical no. way. I, I just think it's because it's my world. I imagine everybody has this deep interest <laughs> in it. It's not true. And what they get in the report is a summary with an additional mm. layer, which, of course, I'm actually wanting to challenge to some extent, but clearly is of value. And that is that layer of our judgment, like us mm. summarizing and reporting as a, as, a, as a statement of our subjective but professional conclusion about how the student's been doing in the in the year so far and clearly Mm, that's valued mm. and it is a professional action something that I consider to be important and and something we're in a position to be able to do and I think with all of our development of micro credentials what I feel we are trying to do and this may be going against this need as well is is to make the process of summarizing students achievement more objective less less based on the individual teacher's judgment and more about something that the teacher works as a coach or a support person towards the student achieving and the student therefore engages with the teacher in a different way I want Mm. I, I visualize a situation where students consider their teachers to be their allies in the goal of learning as opposed to the person that they have to impress in order to know that they've learned if that makes sense Mm. yeah I think it does and I think I mean it's important to 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 remember you know the criteria for each credential is um 
is available to students and their families so anytime they can go and look at them and I think you're right I think because it's right there that that role does shift we're, we're trying to um, enable them to to reach to, to fulfill the criteria rather than um, sort of supplying them with all of this like you've just said um, sort of more subjective uh, teacher judgment role um, we've actually all got this sort of common set objective criteria that we're all trying to guide that student towards and we think about ourselves as coaches when we're mm. doing the actual coaching when you're coaching your netball <laughs> team or I'm yes, coaching my do. triathlon team we that is obviously what we are doing the races aren't actually in our control that the outcome mm. of all of this work in terms of the specific testing of their performance is not something that we participate in at all we we stand on the sidelines at that point our yes. work is all in the development and 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 pro- pro- progress towards that and I, I think actually you know I guess I like that role I, I don't want to be the one that says you're the winner I want to be yes. the one who says this is what we can do to improve because that yep. seems to me to be much more worthwhile in terms of the, the expertise I have and, it, mm. and when you're both when you're both the person that helps them get there and the person who decides whether they've got there or not then that's a conflict in some senses yes absolutely and I think um oh no sorry I don't know where I was going with that thought I'd also say that there's another component of the student that they get through the report comments that we're trying to encode into our credential system. Mm. And that's the, the, the more um, personal elements of yeah the disposition stuff in relation to their learning so the things about mm. effort and perseverance and uh and attitude and contribution yes. and, re- and and listening and speaking and be- being engaged with others we wanted you know those th- those do come through in the report comments and a couple mm. of the students you spoke to yes, felt that Kirsten, that was the valuable part of it she did she she um and I think it's wonderful because I think that's definitely something they can really um, take a moment to reflect on when their report comments come out that we possibly don't talk about as often with our students um, is that that aspect of how, how, how are they approaching the class? How engaged are they with, with their peers and, and the conversations that happen around them? And, yeah, those dispositional aspects, they, she definitely commented that that was what um, she sort of took away from her reports more than anything else yeah and I think that the um the we could do better on that because I know that for many mm. students I often hear it that they they do feel as if they have to be liked by the teacher mm. in order to do well <laughs> in those areas and that's how they frame it I don't think that's exactly what they mean but I um think that if there were more objective criteria for those aspects of being involved in a classroom, they wouldn't feel yes. as so vulnerable to that yes. relationship when it comes Yeah, when it comes to how they're performing in the class and how they're perceived by people. And so, you know, we could probably do some work on that in our credentials system with that in mind. And I, I like the idea. I also think that mm. if we, we want to pick up on the things that are working well in reports, we could easily set yes. up a system with our scheme where it there is a kind of a, a point in the year where a summary is sent. It's sent home. That's right. And they can and yeah. around which they can have a conversation and evaluate exactly. evaluate how, how things are going overall rather than yes. having all the information arrive 
in the moment that it's achieved. <laughs> and I think that's very satisfying for a student, but I don't think that would allow for Possibly a not. very useful overview for parents, which is yeah, I, the thing I have to I acknowledge think... is that parents just want the overview, don't they? they yes, they do. They don't want mm. to have mm. to know the importance of any given moment in time. They, they want to see mm. how the student is going in a much more um, summarised sense, I think. And I, I mean, I, I often talk to my parents about... Um, around this time of year about reports and what they used to like read in our school reports when I was younger and it was always mum was always sort of the thing that was shines through in our conversation is that she always just wanted to know that we were doing what we needed to do in the classroom that we were um, sort of you know had the right attitude towards our teachers that we were um, yeah that we were engaged and and the rest of it you know she sort of said that all that all sort of comes comes as it does but yeah I think that, mm, that, that side of it's right. also really important to parents yeah and and that could be read two ways I think a cynic would say they just you know they don't care enough but I think that's probably <laughs> wrong I think what yes. what it means is that they trust us to do our yes, bit they do. You know, we're the ones who is whose job it is to determine whether the student's making sufficient progress against the curriculum mm. and and if they have confidence in us they don't actually need to be constantly monitoring that they can just be mm. confident that we are making sure of that so that does put the uh, professional responsibility back on us and I'm fine it with does. that I'm good with that I yeah I think there's a place for our professional responsibility in this case um I do like the idea that there is some objective criteria for the students to work towards but I do think it's part of our role to um to have our finger on the pulse in those areas mm. yeah that's that's true so that's the reports. They're done. They're not sent they out yet. Well, actually, I've got to say, mine aren't done. I haven't finished my Fano comments. Oh, neither have I. Have what am yours? I saying? God, I haven't even started my Fano comments. Oh. So our Fano, our Fano classes are like our tutor groups or our form classes. Um, they're, they're vertical, so across the year groups. And we have to um, read each of our Fano students' uh, reports, the full report, and then sit down and write um, a bit of a holistic comment about them and and look at the report data and frame it all up for parents and yes I haven't started that yet and they're due on what Wednesday I think yeah so that'll be a nice job for me on Tuesday night yeah, another late one. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and we also, th- we've our, our report system's changed. I'm a, I'm a dean of a year level, and up until this year, we used to have to write <laughs> another summary, which summarised yeah. everything, but we had to do it for all 150 kids in our year level, so I'm kind of relieved that that's changed because <laughs> that was just ridiculous in terms of the time it took. Oh, I can only actually imagine that. I don't, I can't, yeah. I mean, we write comments for 150 students, but on top of that, another 150 students, just, it seems quite frightening. Yeah. Another thing that happened this week that's possibly of interest to the ongoing narrative of this podcast is that the um, PPTA, the Teachers Union, Mm. uh, and the members all agreed to um, submit to the offer made by the government for... (laughs) A three-year pay rise. I think we're going yes. to get around 9% over three years, which puts us just ahead of the projected inflation over that time. But when I, I have to say, when I look at the graph and I... I and of course you do. <laughs> which I do, and I look at the absolutely dramatic decline in teachers' salaries in relation to the median wage over mm. the last 20 years... 
kind of the period of time I've been teaching, I just despair that we have agreed to something that encodes the continuation of that decline. Or if it's arrested, it's only just to hold it where it is now. Mm, I just feel mm. like, as you know very well, I feel I like we deserve more than yes. a declining professional remuneration. But nonetheless, mm. I will be grateful for what I get and it's not going to change yes. anything about how I do the job although in no. that union meeting I did actually <laughs> like how the union delegate said to us oh. in relation to her own experience of opening up one of her reports um, at you know, 11.30 yes. the night before just to add something because add a little bit more yeah she said you know sometimes I think as professionals we have to just decide where to draw the line she said yes. and the way she framed it we have in our national assessment scheme three levels of achievement it's achieved merit or excellence. merit or excellence and she said we tell our students that merit is a good mark and sometimes perhaps we should apply <laughs> we that reasoning to, to ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> so sometimes we just don't have to be perfect in every way yes. if we want to be able to manage in the job and I mean she's absolutely right in order to mm. manage in this job you have to decide where to draw where to draw the line and you be satisfied do. with that and if we don't mm. then we're mugs because we're absolutely never going to find that there's a stop or an end to the things we no. could potentially be doing in the work. Yes. No one's going to say I, stop I, to us. No, they're not. They're absolutely not because, you know, we're, we're, you know, we provide these, these students with all manner of um, opportunities, be it in the classroom or outside of the classroom. And it's all of those extra things that we tend to say yes to or um, the just, just, the, just the additional things that aren't, absolutely crucial to our role that we tend to um, do anyway that we do just need to remember that we do have the power to say no sometimes and we should exercise that when we feel like we need to um, but I feel like quite often uh, just the disposition of a teacher is very is very frequently to say yes um, or to, to stick their hand up to, to volunteer to do something um, that's a little bit extra and so we do we need to remind ourselves of that that powerful word no sometimes yes we do <laughs> <laughs> i um so i think we should finish this up here actually next week yeah. is the last week of the term you and i are both then heading off in what are called our holidays with our students to <laughs> go to winter tournament your well, yeah your netball, netball teams girls are off to christchurch they're yes. very excited yeah and my triathlon team are in christchurch as well they're going to be entered into the south island road cycle racing champs at um, Ruapuna Raceway so nice. um, yeah it, they're also excited though I've got a couple of your tri club kids in my English class at level one and um, I after you mentioned to me that you were off to Christchurch I said to them oh guys you're off to Christchurch with Mr Warren they're like oh yeah it's gonna be great and so um, they're very excited too yeah so we'll be in the we'll be we'll be relocating ourselves there so I thought <laughs> next week we could maybe talk to our teams about yeah. the um the importance of this aspect of their school lives. It'll be quite nice to hear yeah. that since we're about to head off um, doing more voluntary work in our so-called holidays. <laughs> that um, word, yes. Yeah, and, and see and see what they have to say about that because I'd be quite interested. Does that sound good to you? I think that sounds great. I'd, I'd love to do that. And I know my year, my year nines love any excuse to uh, talk, so they'll be up for it. Cool. And um, let's yeah. do that. And we'll catch everybody next week with our final episode for the term. And it will be all on sport, which will be cool. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a great weekend, Chris. You too. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. 
My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week.